what is up everybody uh we have yo, the yo. crew back but we are missing drew this week so he had something to come up so he'll be on next time but we have brando and alex joining me it is low your host yo. <laughs> um let's see tonight we're going to cover like a few different topics and just kind of go around the table but i think we're going to start out with the arkansas basketball loss um vols lost 58 48 on the road i think it was they were trying to win at arkansas for the first time in 2009 so which wow. they yeah which they did not succeed so um that was kind of a really tough game. I didn't get to watch most of it because ESPN app was glitching for some reason. I caught like the last 10 minutes. So I guess we'll just start off with the guys giving their takes. Yeah, that was uh, after like the last like nine or 10 so games in a row. That was like just like an ugly performance of kind of setting you back to reality. I feel like um give credit to both teams defenses you know you look at the number and you're like dang their offenses suck but both teams defenses came up to show uh i feel like the hype is real with arkansas's fan base and their home court advantage like that fan base they showed up on a three o'clock tip after just beating auburn like they're all bought in i feel like that arkansas team was bought in and uh it's kind of hard to go in an environment like that and just win overall but i feel like also too uh the team didn't really help themselves when they could offensively like uh you know no down low presence at all to be found still not being able to find that uh the shooting not being able to get going you know just missing shots kind of reminding you to that texas tech early in the season it was just really bland and non-existent offense but i mean hey you're going late you know you got more games to look forward to you know you just had to play missouri and stuff so you know kind of want to look past it but still a tough loss could y'all could y'all hear that video that was just playing? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I there was an ad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brando. But uh, yeah, I agree. I well, I was looking at stats until some ads started playing. But I saw something that like uh, we shot in the 20s, I think. But like you said, it was pretty even both ways. Arkansas Arkansas shot like 30. Uh, percent We shot like I don't know, like 19 percent from three or 18, and they they shot like in the 20s. So it it looks like we shot so poorly and should have never been in the game. But like you said, our defense showed up too. And so it was kind of back and forth with a, a defensive slugfest. Also, I, I hate to use the officiating as a scapegoat, but it just was not good. <laughs> it, it was just poor. And uh, that got a lot of our players into foul trouble. I think we had three starters at one point with four fouls late in the second half. So that took them out of the game and they didn't get to play. It was uh, Casey – um Santi and Josiah, I believe. So that makes it tough having not having those three people out there. Um, our high score was Zakai with 12, but it's it's tough to I guess to uh, to appreciate that when it's on two of eight shooting. So you know it was just ugly all around. Um but it's an acceptable loss. They're top 25, 21 and 6, 10 and 4 now. They have an equal record with us. Um we didn't lose any standing in our in our conference play. We dropped well, we dropped a seed, but in terms of losing that double bye, which I think is crucial, we didn't lose that. We're still top four, and that's what's big. Um, but we'll get to this in a minute. We responded well against Mizzou, so you can't complain too much. Um, 
like you said, Brando, Arkansas is real. Um, they have a tough team. Like I said before, they match up with us really well. I think that is us in a different uniform. But uh, you kind of you kind of expected that our hot streak would end, and I mean it's fine to lose one right now. But once we gear up for the tournament play, then we just know that we got to go. But it was it was ugly. There's no other other if ands or buts about it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I was kind of really pissed off in the moment that I couldn't watch it because the context that I was seeing on Twitter about all this foul trouble, I was really wanting to watch that from the beginning. Um, but I will say that, you know, I of course I looked up stats and kind of reviewed replays and stuff. And Ziegler, like you said, he was our top scorer. He put in 33 minutes off the bench, more than anyone else, any starter, uh, more than Vescovi. I think he had 31 or 32. Um, I think that's just great minutes for him, great minutes for his development. Um, but you said it kind of takes away when you evaluate it. It's just like we weren't on our game. But 15 turnovers, we had 15 turnovers that turned into 13 points for Arkansas. That was huge. Um, 24 team fouls, that's really bad. But the the biggest part I saw was that even with all of that, they still had multiple chances to win in the end, and we just couldn't hit our shots. So I think they missed like five wide open shots in like the last four or five minutes. And I was just like, God, if they could hit those, it, but it just wasn't in the cards. Um, overall, you can't be that upset. I was honestly truly shocked that we had not beat them like in Arkansas since 2009. What a crazy stat. That's a long freaking time. I don't even know who our coach was at that point. So I don't know. I didn't expect that. And then when I read that, I was kind of like, okay, you know, just come back next time. So, and they responded well for their next game. But I mean, did y'all truly think that those fouls were all deserved or what were y'all's opinions on that? Um, it's really like really, really wishing washy. Uh, I mean, I expected to go into Arkansas and be different than any kind of away game we've been used to lately, just because like that basketball arena, it's like I said, on fire and it's built to play basketball in. They they were loud. Um, I feel like a lot of the emotion and like the the fan interaction kind of had stuff to do with the calls. Like there was a lot of charges down low where uh I don't even know his name, but I really if I looked at him, I would know him. Like I will remember that guy. I kind of have a special hatred for that guy for like the post player, just because he was just falling back left and right. And like, you know, like before you'd even make contact, he's already throwing his head back. And, you know, it was like a picture where he was already ready to flop before we even ran up on him. So I feel like there was a lot of good calls that, you know, maybe were like truly fouls, but then those calls that weren't fouls at all, or even close, like they did make a difference for sure. I was actually just about to touch on the charge thing because like, as a as a point guard who was obviously short and is still short, um, doesn't like doesn't have the size to compare with big post players. Like those are things that you have to do to be effective when you're guarding players like that. And I'm all for the charge call, absolutely. But when you get to like four and five and six, seven charge calls in a game, you kind of think that the officiating crew is kind of is is wanting that call or they they are looking for that call. And like you said, they were they were falling sometimes before we got there. There was one time I seen somebody take a charge from their hips. So they felt contact and fell from their hips because, like you were saying, their upper body's already falling. 
And I'm like, nobody can hit you in their hips and make you fall like that. <laughs> like that, that's absolutely just incorrect. So I, I didn't agree with it. <laughs> I absolutely did not. Um, but I do think it was kind of bad both ways. So that's why I don't want to just be like, all right, like we lost solely because of officiating. At the end of the day, we still have to put the ball in the hole, like you were saying, low, and we just didn't do it. Um, somebody tweeted something funny that was like, we're the best team at missing some bunnies. And I was like, yeah, it happens. Like, that's us. But overall, just um, I, I thought the officiating was poor across the board. Um, but being the home team, when officiating's poor, you know that you will get calls that go in your favor. So Arkansas tough. I mean, Arkansas is absolutely tough. They beat Auburn right before us at home. So you know that they were ready to get back in that gym and, and get rolling. So. For sure. Um, one of our listens, listeners, he commented, said it was Jay Husser, 1439. He said the charge calls affect our offensive play, seems to put us in a funk, and we second guess our shot, so, shot selections and whether we drive to the basket or not. I think that's fully accurate. Also, it just with our top guys being in foul trouble, um, Barnes really doesn't have a choice. Um on what he can call, who he can put out there, whatever. But in my opinion, you should be able to come out off the bench and make some of those shots. So I would love to, by March, get some of those guys coming off the bench who are confident in their shots so that we know that if we get into this type of situation again, that we won't have to make those um, conservative calls all the time, I guess I would say. Um Anything else you guys want to cover on that specific game? Uh, yeah. So I would. I was gonna say like I don't know if uh Arkansas's like strategic thing after the first half was you know try to get our guys in foul trouble, but it did work. Um, it, it does suck when that does happen, and you really don't know what to do with our kind of depth wise because like you're not getting anything from Justin Powell, and then you have Victor Bailey who just decided to finally wake up from his year long coma. So like you wouldn't really kind of bank on just putting the guy out there like you already banking on your bigs down low because you're not getting anything from Fulkerson. So, so much moving around. Like, I'm, I like to see, like, guys getting a chance to, like, not, you know, get some playing time and not be burnt out when they do have to be on there when March rolls around. But, you know, uh, I really didn't expect to go in and win both games. Like, when we played Kentucky and we blew them out, I didn't think that we were going to win, like, both games in the series. Like, before going in, I was like, we're going to split this game. So, I'm not mad that we lost, but uh, I'm kind of, like, offensively, like, it's kind of, a throwback to the beginning of the season. And I just want to like, when we come around March, you know, guard play is going to be key, but we got to find a, a download presence to win boards and stay out of foul trouble when it counts. I think if there's a, uh, a silver lining to this game, it was that just one run was the the thing that put us away. So it wasn't, and it, and it came late. So it wasn't that we just played pitiful and like never had a chance and we're never in it. It was that at, what let's see six six twenty four six twenty nine Arkansas had the score at forty seven to forty two and then they bumped it up to fifty one by three thirty seven and that was enough to beat us just because we were in such an offensive funk so um we can we can be mad and and wish we had this game but like Brando said I think as a reasonable fan we weren't expecting to win out for the rest of the season we were hot absolutely but I think one of the one of the things to worry about is if you are on a big hot streak for a long time, because at some point you know that there is going to be a letdown game and not even that this was let down. It was just that it, it was just a loss. And I think we just take that move on. Clearly we responded against Mizzou and I hope, I hope what we saw then 
continues on, but I think it's acceptable overall. I will say, I mean, I it was just evident to me that they weren't supposed to win that game, but I it wasn't like I was so disappointed. I thought it was a great learning experience because we haven't had our main guys in foul trouble and damn sure haven't had three starters in foul trouble. So for them to be able to even keep it as close as it was and still have a chance at the end shows me that they were probably, I would assume they were nervous, obviously didn't go in expecting that, but they somehow found a way to let it not get out of control. I mean, obviously like they, could have gotten way out of control at Kentucky beat us at Kentucky. I mean, that was the ugliest thing I've ever seen, literally my least favorite game. So for them to be able to have other guys come in and at least hold their own and keep it super close in such a tough place to play, um, I would say that's that's all right. And like you said, I mean, they responded well um, against Mizzou. So I can't really complain much. Um do you guys just want to dive on into the Missouri game? Yeah, I, think, I was going to say, I thought <clears throat> Brandon mouthing, but I couldn't yeah. hear him. Yeah, yeah. I already knew what was up. <laughs> um, so last night we played Mizzou, beat them 80 to 61, so pretty convincingly. Overall, a massive night for Chandler. Um, a lot of people predicted that. We kind of put out a thing like who'd be the MVP, who'd be the top scorer. And Casey had 23 points, eight rebounds, six assists. So definitely the MVP last night. Um, overall, I personally thought last night was a really balanced game. We had 24 points come from our bench. So I can't complain about that. Bailey, like you had mentioned earlier, Alex, he got some nice action. Um, high score off the bench with 11 points. So I thought they played pretty well as well. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really, really happy with how they played. Uh, after, like, the first four minutes, it was kind of close. And then after that, I feel like we just kind of took advantage. Um, you know, Kennedy Chandler, 23 points, 9 of 10 inside the arc, 8 rebounds, 2 steals. Then you had Victor Bailey showing up. He had that uh, 3 to start the game, finally woke up. I feel like he was too, like, wide open not to take that 3. And then when it did fall, it kind of was like, okay, I can do this kind of thing. And then he had went out there, uh, had like 11 points, you know, his second time only having double digits all year. So it was really good to see him. Uh, really glad to see BHH and uh, I do down low becoming true rim protectors. I think we can all like finally say that I do is our best rim protector down low, even as a true freshman. Like he's given you more quality defensive plays against SEC caliber players. In my opinion, you're not going to see euros go up there and try to meet him like you see i do go up there and meet the guys at the rim so really really good really really happy to see i do getting out there after you know not seeing him at all during the season and kind of emerging as like this superstar you know if he can develop really well i think jonas i do is gonna be really really special here the only part i'm really not happy about is justin powell he didn't uh, log any minutes at all in this game for some reason he didn't show up uh, Victor Bailey, though, did show up. So I guess you get one, you you lose one, get one. But uh, overall, really happy. 50% from three, only turned the ball over like nine times. Really good performance. Probably gave the people of Missouri the best basketball they'll see for the rest of the year because their team is really just not that good. So. I'm sorry, these dang ads. <laughs> I just want to look at some stats on ESPN.com and they just want to play ads every time I'm about to speak. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Brent. No, you're good. But, uh, um, 
I also am going to give Brando credit for the uh, the Victor Bailey shout out. Um, a lot of said it was me, but let me let me pass that one time. Um, but absolutely right. And I think, like you were saying, I think the reason we didn't see Justin Powell is because Victor Bailey was playing so well. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and kind of flip it a little bit to a positive, but because he started he started five for six and he had that eleven. He missed uh, two more after that, but that's not a big deal. Still shot over fifty percent. Um, I I truly cannot brag on Kennedy Chandler enough because he led us in points, he led us in rebounds, he led us in assists, he tied for the lead in block or at steals. Um, didn't get any blocks. That would have been nice and on the cake. But he played 37 minutes, 37 out of 40. He recorded one foul. So he, he was playing really clean basketball and zero turnovers from a point guard who is playing 37 minutes. That is absolutely incredible. And it almost seemed like anytime this this felt like a game of runs. And anytime a zoo would try to get on one, it would be a Kennedy Chandler steal leading to a dunk or leading to a layup. It would be a Zakai fast break where he pulled up at the free throw line and nailed it. Um, I just I truly couldn't have been more proud or happy with what I was seeing. I know it's Mizzou and I know they're not good, but you still always feel like Kwanzaa is going to have them boys ready to play us, if anybody. And the way the way that we would respond anytime they would start cutting to our lead is what encourages me most. Um, and I think that's the things that you have to focus on when you're playing a game like this. But again, um, I do. I do's minutes were big. Seeing him get three blocks filling in for Nkamwa is still huge. And the minutes that he gets, you can tell that he's improving every time he's on the floor. Uh, I feel like his potential's uh, unlimited. And he did shoot one for eight. Again, he was kind of missing some of those bunnies at the rim. Uh, seemed like he was going up a little bit soft, but you know what? I'm still going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're still working through it. You're still working yourself into the rotation and stuff like that. Overall, super encouraged. Everybody played well, balanced effort. You can't complain. I agree. Um, I just feel like that was the game that Casey that we've wanted Casey to have like all season. And what better time than like last night for him to have it? Um, this is the time that we really want him peaking about to go in the SEC tournament, March Madness, all of these things. Um, I think it's the perfect time for him to peak, and I can't complain about that. I love Idu's minutes. Is that how we're pronouncing it until we are corrected by the media? Yeah, yeah. I've already heard people say Adu, Idu, Adu. I don't know, but you I know. like Idu. I don't know. I I know y'all saw the the meme I put in the chat where it's like you just lost to Jonas I do and it's the Chief Keep Sosa thing just blaring. Oh my god! I hey, just, just wait three years low, they'll probably change the announce or how that's pronounced. I know worry, that's what we do. <laughs> that's why I chose two two letters. I think we can go with that pretty yep. all right. Um, ja. No, but I haven't heard him pronounce his name, so I guess it's it'd be nice to know how he pronounces it because it is interesting. Um, but I think he's putting in good minutes. I really like him out there a lot. Uh, rebounds were huge last night. We had 40 total oh defensive. So that's an area that I love to see us improve in. I complained about that a shit ton in the beginning of the season. I was so pissed about rebounds and what a turnaround. So I love that. Only nine turnovers on the night, um, which isn't great against Mizzou. But then again, I mean, it's not 15 like in Arkansas, so that's a little bit better. Um, 
some of my favorite, I guess my favorite plays was the 30 seconds when uh, Huntley Hatfield snagged that rebound for a dunk. And then KC got that steal right after that and went down and dunked it yeah, right in the last 30 seconds. I was like, that was sick. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I was shocked about was Euros with the bounce pass uh, to KC. I was like, where the hell did that come from? I was shocked. <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe that. Uh, in a good way. So it's always nice to just have a few surprises in the in the game that you catch. <sighs> I don't know. Did y'all have any favorite moments? Uh, yeah, pretty much that dunk that you uh, highlighted when Kennedy Chandler just went there and yammed it. Uh, ESPN, they had the perfect like little thing, the SC Network, where it was the goal line cam. So you just saw him coming down and slamming it, going up in the air. So it was like a nice little picture. Uh, you know, really have no complaints about the guys and how they played i feel like defensively you know finding an identity down low is key in these next few games and you know especially going into a game like auburn where they have so much size down low and guys that are experienced and playing their best basketball and offensively so you know defense is going to be key there um only complaint i do have is like you know you got to get these guys to down low with i do and hunley hatfield to start making some more baskets i feel like some we can get some more points from those guys down low to contribute with their defensive play. Like this team just has another, another threat. Um, you know, we always obviously think guard play is going to be key in March, but if you can just, you know, have I do for one game or a quarter or a couple possessions where he has a, a dunk or, you know, finally gets aggressive and goes up there and plays to his size and it can be different for this team. I just want to say, if you're interested in sports betting, then you need to talk to me and Brando for our basketball games. Oh, yeah, Cause we that's... are all over, all over the actual scores. Um, I got one of them right. I was off six with the 80. I, I said 74. What did you say again, Brando? I think I said what well, was 74-62, and it was like yeah, 75-60. So, I mean, we, we're right there every time. So if anybody's interested yeah. and wants to know a safe bet, just ask us and we'll tell you what yeah. to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and agree with that dunk that KC had because it's, it's, so, it's so much fun to watch this man play because he's 6'1 with a 6'7 wingspan. So when he takes off for a jump, you're like, okay, this is just going to be a layup. But then his arms just keep going and going. And then he dunks it hard as can be. And you're like, dang, bro, like I didn't know he was going to elevate like that. <laughs> like I didn't nice. know he was really going to go up like that. And anytime – I mean, you see him so disruptive in the passing lanes and stuff because he's got those long arms. He's got big hands and stuff. But, man, I just – I hope I, – I tweet this at least once a game. But I really hope that we as a fan base appreciate what – he is and what he's doing for us because point guards like that are so special when they're putting NBA and NFL players on notice, just by the way they play, you have to tune in and you have to watch that and appreciate that because odds are he's not going to be here much longer. Um, This team as a whole won't, won't be here much longer. It'll just be the rest of this year, obviously, but man, it's just, it's impressive and we just got to appreciate it while we have it. I will say um, that's a great point, Alex. And, Honestly, I mean, we really are kind of clicking at the right time. I just, I can look back, like, I would love to just go back to the first few games where I was complaining, like, constantly. And, I mean, I was bad on some of these. And then just look at how they are now. The ball movement and pace is improved, like, so astronomically. I can't even put into words. I mean, it's starting to look 
like my favorite team with Schofield, Williams, Bone. I mean, they're not there, but in terms of team chemistry and knowing where each other is going to be for the most part, it's starting to shape up pretty nicely. And I think a lot of people are not really noticing that as much as they should. I think we're shaping up pretty well, given what we have. Um, I mean, we're, we're number four in the country right now for forcing turnovers. And I really like that stat. Um, I think our defense is playing great. And I just hope that we can continue to stay consistent. Um, I don't know about this weekend, though, honestly. I, I really have no idea. They're picking us to win. I have no idea. I'm just trying to go. So if anyone's watching or knows of any tickets that are not like $300, please shoot me a DM, honestly. At the balls ATB. Yeah, or yeah, at balls ATB. In. Yeah. yeah. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, not mine. <laughs> no, no, no. We want the tickets. We want the tickets. Just sponsor us. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll pay. I will definitely. Oh, pay. yeah. I'll live tweet it $100 a ticket for section 320, row 20. Not yeah. seat 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting in Neyland Stadium to watch the game. You're still paying 400 <laughs> Oh, man. I guess it is a uh, touch on the Auburn thing. I'm kind of feeling confident because Auburn, uh, you know, they're playing a lot of hard basketball right now. They just kind of – their last couple wins, they've been kind of getting away with them and playing late on teams that don't deserve it. Like, uh, they lost to Florida. That was that – was, I was watching that game right before I think we played Arkansas when they lost to Florida, and that just blew me away. Um, I think rest is going to be key with it. I think us playing uh, Missouri yesterday and not having another game until we play Auburn, we have a couple of days to rest, get back home, and get ready to play in a home environment where we haven't lost all year at TBA. And then you have Auburn who has to play another game. They're going to be already be on loose legs. They're not going to be able to get a walk through practice because, you know, you're not going to want to run on one day in between. And then you got to come into TBA, play in front of a sold out place that they haven't lost all year. in. I just kind of see it being a fan environment. I know all the Bruce Pearl lovers will be there to see their former, you know, lover and be happy to see him. And uh, I hope everyone's there to root for the Vols and, you know, make it a hostile environment. Not like Ole Miss. You know, I don't want to see no throwing things. But, you know, I want to, I want Bruce Pearl to hear it, you know, to, to feel the Vols fan base and feel how uh, TBA is rocking under Rick Barnes. And, you know, it's time for people to see that we're better off, I feel like, under a coach like Barnes. And we were kind of under Pearl, just in my opinion. But No, I think I think that's a great point because how many times was he the captain of environments like that? Pretty, pretty dang often, yeah, you know what exactly, I'm saying? Exactly. So I, I think there's nothing, there's nothing sweeter than – providing that same environment for that same coach who comes in on the opposite side of it. Like he was like, dang, I, I tried to build this up. And, and then like I built or I played a part in building it up and now it's going against me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's good to recreate that environment for somebody. And especially in a huge game like this, it's a, a top, top 20 matchup, number three versus number 17. Um, but again, like, well, I think, I think it's uh, a little bit too much to say that we have a 72% chance to win. Uh, that's what ESPN's uh, BPI has given us. Um, I'd, I'd probably push that back a little bit to about 60, uh, 60, 40. I don't know if y'all agree with that. Um, I think it was like 65. Yeah. 65, <laughs> 65. I'm about like 55. I, I think that our home court is really important, but 
Honestly, why is ESPN riding our ass? They always hate us. Like, I don't understand that I show. don't get it. They were talking, like, last night, like, oh, Tennessee's going to make, like, such a big run in March and all this shit. And I'm just like, where is this coming from? Honestly, where is it coming from? But also, at the same time, during the Missouri game, like, eight minutes in, they're like, Tennessee's on upset alert. And I'm exactly. like, are you, like, are you kidding? Like, it can't be both. You know what I'm saying? You can't say that we're so good and then, like, say that we're about to lose because, like, we tipped the ball off. It, so it's, like, it's like, I don't know what you what you want us to do. Like, do you want us to play well? Do you want us to be bad? I don't know. I think but, the reason they do it is maybe so that we can start tweeting at them live and then they can uh, give a shit about it. You know. I mean, yeah. Ever since we corrected the one dude on a Vescovy's last name and – after three years of him playing at the University of Tennessee, you know, it's been a shit show. Every every announcer, I feel like, wants to throw something at Tennessee. We have a few that, you know, that actually are on our side. Though. That's kind of good to see in the SEC Network and ESPN, those, those two that do ride for Vol Nation. Um, that one guy that I think he was talking about how he got crabs here. So I don't even know. It was awful. But, yeah, a dude went on ESPN was talking about – yeah, literally on ESPN talking about how he got some uh, some stuff here. So, some stuff. You know, yeah, Just a See, something, something. better people to hang around. What do you think? I think that's yeah. Cool. I mean, I think he's going to the wrong frat party. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not on us. That's on him. <laughs> Come from? I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh no, it's true. I think it was. Uh, I forgot. I don't know if it was the Vanderbilt game or what game it was. This dude was talking about uh, how he got crabs or I don't know something crazy. This at the University of Tennessee at a party and they said that, uh, he said the next broadcast that he had a phone call from ESPN from his agent that, you know, he has to tone it down a little bit. But I can't going. believe he said that. What? Yeah, the- on live live, uh, live basketball, Tennessee basketball games, yeah. Oh my god. What happened? How do we get hey, from hey, Auburn to crabs? I don't know. Talk about crabs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm confident, though. I think, I think uh, rest is going to be key, and after having a big win like that against Missouri, like obviously it's Missouri. They only had I don't know if y'all saw the video of Missouri's full court when they were walking down and doing the introduction, but there wasn't even like 500 people in that arena by tip off. Like Cosmo is he's out the door after this season. Missouri basketball athletics in the whole is on a downfall spiral. They had Drinkowitz and all that, so you know, just I don't know, it's crazy. Missouri is just on a downfall. But I'm confident about Auburn. I think, you know, the guys will come to play. Zakai, Kennedy, I think the guard play will be key. And I think that uh, Justin Powell, you know, if he does get minutes, he'll take this personal just like he does the Kentucky games. I feel like you might see a a different side out of him because of what happened to Auburn and how they set him out after his little injury last year. So, I will say um, I don't want this to come off asshole-ish, but I just thought he would be better by this point. I thought we would get a lot more productivity out of him than we have so far and i really just can't figure out why i really can't figure out why um i don't know if y'all have any thoughts i think my thing is you've always heard barnes complain about his defense in this system and one thing we've all noticed and we've talked on key is about how how key the defense is for the offense right so when you're making those plays and getting those steals and the turnovers being fourth ranked turnovers and having to be key on the ball him being a, a specialist three-point shooter, like I feel like defensively, he's not setting himself up to be like the best player he can be offensively. If that makes sense in any way to anyone, like you know, you're not going out there and you're getting beat by these shooting guards that you know are smaller than you, or 
you know, they're not the skill as you, but you know, that ability is in them. Like, it's not like he's never played to that level. You saw him at Auburn shooting threes, lighting up. Like, it's in the kid. Like, he, he can play that way. It's just, I think, being a new system, if he could improve defensively, I would like want to see how it improve his down court and fast break game to be a better overall player than just a three point shot. Because I feel like it's not setting him up to be the best player he can be with his three point shot. Yeah, I think that uh, I think the biggest thing with Barnes, like Brando's saying, is that he wants people to play defense and then play offense. So if you're not committed to that defensive end, it's going to be hard to find minutes in a Rick Barnes rotation. And also, like we saw in Mizzou and we kind of touched on earlier, is Barnes is really good at switching his rotations if whatever's out there is working. But he's also a very quick trigger to get you out of there if you do something dumb or if you do something that he doesn't like, he doesn't agree with, he will get you out of there. And it's it's frustrating at times on that side because it's like, hey, let him play through it. But then it's also really encouraging when you see a, a five that's out there that's hooping, that's that's going off, that he leaves out there. Sometimes they stay out there too long, they get gassed, and then it gets bad. But in the moment when somebody's hot or a team is hot and they're they're succeeding, they're on a run, you can't break it up. So I I, I do wish that Justin Powell got some more minutes, and I wish he kind of was more solidified in the rotation. But we also have to think that if Victor Bailey still keeps giving us these minutes where he comes off the bench and gives us six, eight, 11 quick points, we have to take that and we have to leave him out there because he does he does play hard on the defensive end. Does it always work out? No, he's a little he's a little bit undersized and people kind of take advantage of that some. But he's putting up points and he's he's in the offense. He's in the rotation, uh, getting that good ball movement that Lowe's talking about. That's so predicated on rhythm and and timing and execution and stuff like that. So as long as that's working, I don't think you change it. But I like you say, I, I do wish that Powell had more of a uh, kind of a firm role and firm spot in the rotation. That was, yeah, that was excellent. You guys killed that. I was not expecting so much detail. Now that helped me out. Um, no, I really, I guess I, I expected more, but that does make sense. I mean, Barnes is definitely a more defensive guy. And also, to, it's almost like all I hear is, oh, Powell's the three guy. And then he comes in and, like, misses two threes, and then he comes out. It's like, that's a little bit of uh, too much pressure, in my opinion. Like, all right, you're a three guy. At this point, I would just – I mean, with the confidence that Ziegler plays with, I would just pick him as the damn three guy, honestly. I mean, if he's going to shoot with that much confidence – at this point, I'm like, screw it, you know, because I feel like coming in off the bench and trying to be that three guy is kind of a little bit high expectations. But that's just me. Who knows? I mean, I, I'm not doubting his gameplay at all. I just that was something that's kind of sat on my brain the past few weeks. And I was curious. So you guys killed that. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um. Anything else we want to talk about, like basket, like just strictly basketball wise, whether it be like this weekend or Mizzou or anything? Uh, no, I just I think it was a good win. Really, uh, set up the win and a game for this next Saturday. Uh, I hope it's just like Kentucky was this past week, and I think it's already sold out. So, just kind of looking forward to that Saturday day. I'm kind of I'm think I'm off, so I'm gonna be able to enjoy the game. Really looking forward to it. Want to see them put uh, Bruce Pearl in his place. Just want to see the guys click and get a big win before March and the SEC tournament rolls around. So pretty much just looking forward to that. Going to enjoy some 
more basketball, some baseball, and get ready for the offseason, you know? Yeah, um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and speak on uh, what Los brought up a little bit a second ago with uh, ZZ hitting some threes. I remember when we first kind of talked about our shooting when stuff got really bad. Um, he was shooting probably like 30% early on, maybe even a little bit less. And I think some somebody said in like the in that last little stretch that we've had, he's shooting like 43 or something like that. So over the course of the last like 10 games, he's already upped his three-point percentage on the season to 37. And also don't forget that we have Vescovi, who's like blistering hot right now, shooting 39%. Um, yeah, we're, we're just peaking at the right time, and it's super encouraging. Um, that's one thing I do think that helps us going into the Auburn game because I think Auburn peaked early or – they might have just hit their their midseason stride way before other people did. And now that other people are, they're having a tough time. So it's a good mix for us to win. Uh, but again, that's why you show up on Saturday and that's why you play the game. But I like where we're at and just ready to see what goes for or what happens going forward. 100%. I'm excited. I'm honestly at this point, like I want to buy tickets for a reasonable, reasonable price, but at the same time, I want to go so that bad. Is- so. I might just fork the money over. I don't know. We'll see. I want to go. I want to be there. Um, you guys have got me all hyped up now. So Get up low if you got tickets. I mean, <laughs> they were they were out there doing Oklahoma drills before the Kentucky game. I don't want to know what it's going to be like out there before the Auburn game. Like hey, They were out there three hours early. The environment's been crazy. So, you know, you know, just starting off slow, like to see how, how it's growing and even not on the court, but like outside the court as a fan base, as we like all support, you know, we always support the boys, but just seeing them come together in the late stretch and kind of accept this new identity as a team, like Tennessee basketball as a whole, we're so used to the, the past times and the, you know, the last few runs like last year during the COVID year, like it's an ongoing thing, you know, this is just like just a, a new thing and there's going to be more and more things like Tennessee basketball as a whole is just on the sky rise, I feel like. I did want to comment on that really quick because that's an excellent point. Some of my patients and stuff at work were like, we've been to games for the past 20 years and they had not seen an environment like that Kentucky game. Mm. Um, It has to be that way on Saturday. There is no question about it. So anyone who's listening or going, like just bring your A game, just don't bring your mustard or if you bring it, don't freaking throw it because I'm not trying to get crucified by all of the media again. Um, again. Again. Yeah. Multiple times throughout the season. <laughs> over and over forever. We'll win like we'll win the natty and in like 10 years and they'll be like, but don't forget when they threw that damn mustard, you know, that'll be the number one topic. But uh, yeah. Show up, be loud, and I'm excited. So, without further ado, did you see that? Did you catch that? Hey! Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> we're going to baseball. So, I have been a horrible uh, fan so far. Not really, because I've given away my tickets. So, but I did not make it to a game uh, this weekend. And then yesterday was kind of weird. And then I didn't get off work in time today. So I haven't been the greatest, but I will be at a baseball game soon. But do you guys want to start off with what's happened so far? Yeah, for sure. I'll go ahead and get started off. Uh, Yeah, just a quick go ahead. Uh, If you all want to 
ever win some baseball tickets, make sure to tune into Vols ATV on Twitter. You know, we always throw giveaways when we don't go to games and stuff like that. So if you ever want to see Tony Vitello and the boys, tune in, just drop a follow and enter in a giveaway. And it's as easy as that. But overall, I'm really happy with the start. Uh, I think we're like 4-0, 5-0 now counting the Tennessee Tech game that got postponed yesterday from the rain. Uh, we were leading big in that game. Um, really just overall happy to see that they kind of – everyone was wondering, like, are they going to – come back like they did last year as a baseball team that had such a historic season. And I kind of feel like with all the missing pieces, they're doing the best they can uh, opening up and getting that sweep in the first series playing Tennessee tech yesterday. Uh, I've really been impressed with the pitching overall from chase Burns, uh, Sewell, uh, drew beam and all the guys that's been coming out and they've been throwing heat, like even a, uh, what's his name. They're just freaking, I haven't, I have it in my notes. Somebody, somebody touched 100 the other day. Already. Yeah, Ben Joyce. Ben Joyce. Yeah. He's he's a, a registered junior, and today he came in and pitched for three innings, and I think eight out of his nine pitches that he had in a row all touched 102 or above. Like They're all coming out and throwing heat. So I think last year, in my opinion, our pitching was one of our worst things, and we had a lot of injuries coming into the year with like a lot of, of our starting rotation guys. So just seeing the pitching so far, even though it's not been like the greatest uh, – talent that we're playing against we're playing against georgia southern tennessee tech and now unc Asheville. i think it's been some really good pitching to kind of go ahead and get rolling um the bats have been hot my personal favorite player is ortega at second that kid's a beast you kind of saw a glimpse of him last year but he's been making a bunch of like in the field plays he's been hitting the bats been super hot um batting super super well i think he has almost over five or six rbis already in the first four games so Hitting super well. Drew Gilbert getting his grand slam already going for the season. Uh, just super happy to see baseball and the boys back. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I also don't know much about baseball. Um, that Cowards. is not the sport of my forte. So, Brando, you started and you also might be finishing it at the same time. Um, let me I'll, – I'll say this. Uh, so, for the giveaway, on the opposite side of that, if you see us at a game, please come say hey. Uh, we want to talk and interact with whoever, all of our listeners. Even if you uh, catch a show just once and you want to come say, hey, you recognize us, please do. Uh, it is confirmed Uncle Al will be at the first round of the SEC men's basketball tournament. Um, I'm going to go Friday because I think that we've pretty much solidified that spot. Um, so I'll be there um, experiencing some more warm weather. Uh, that'll be great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, with baseball, it looks like our offense is hot. Started really hot against Georgia Southern. And our defense was also there too. We outscored them what thirty-three to three over a three-game series. Yeah, ridiculous. Two of those being shutouts. Um, can't you really can't be more happy or more impressed with a start to a season like that? Um, I know Tech was giving us a little bit of our run for or run for our money the other day. Um, rain delay intervened. We were what one out away from getting a five-four win, four innings in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is uh are they are they going to try to finish that or are they just kind of leaving it? Uh, they said they're going to try to finish it, um, being a game, like an exhibition kind of game, like against Tennessee tech. I don't know when that'll be or when they'll try to plug it in. I probably imagine like before they get into conference play sometime, whenever, but they're only down the road. So it shouldn't be too hard to do. I was going to say, I don't, I know that baseball plays dang near every day with like maybe two or three days in between. So I didn't know if, if they was actually going to try that. Cause like you said, it's, it's kind of a little exhibition non-conference game and it's not really of greatest importance but i think i think just being in the state of tennessee you always want to get those 
those maybe like lower school games and you want to play the techs, the MTSUs, the Memphises. Yep, you heard it. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, don't know a whole, whole lot about baseball, so I'll I'll uh, deflect to Brando and Lowe. But looks like they're starting off well. And, again, just want to see that success keep going. I don't – let me just say I am – if we're talking sports, like it goes football, basketball, baseball, for me, I do know Tony Vitello pretty well in terms of looks, not in terms of in person, but maybe that'll happen at some point. I was, I didn't want to look like I wasn't paying attention to you guys because I was, but you guys mentioned the giveaways and I was looking at the schedule because I'm going on a trip. And so I was trying to see if I was going to have more tickets to give away. And it looks like I am. So I'm not going to announce exactly yet, but we will at least have one more giveaway for baseball tickets. And it looks like it's a damn good game. So if you're listening, make sure you turn the tweet notifications on for the Vols ATB page so you don't miss out on that giveaway. Um, but in terms of back to baseball, um, looks like a super good showing. I was really impressed. Um, but like you said, the talent, I mean, we weren't playing anything crazy, but we've returned a good amount of guys from last year. And I just don't know why everyone, I, I mean, not everyone, but I saw a lot of negativity or uncertainty. And I think that we're super talented. I don't see any reason to be concerned. Um, in terms of just spirit and tradition, I love the new fur coat in addition to the daddy hat. That is oh, so yeah, I freaking love that. Just keep it coming because I love stuff like that. The I don't know. I was going to ask you guys about the rules, but I guess we really don't know where they're going to plug that game in. It was kind of weird altogether, um, but I don't really care. I mean, it's not like a big matchup or anything, really. Yeah, um, I think uh, – who really knows? Hopefully there's a week out there that we don't play a game, like a kind of rest week that they can just, you know, if they want to get the bats hot and kind of kind of stay loose, just kind of throw it in there and finish it up. Like I said, they're in like Cookville, so it's not too far away. Only like an hour, little trip, you know, pay for the trip, come and get it done. I'll be fine with it. For sure, for sure. It can even just be like a random scrimmage. They're probably, I mean, I don't think they're too worried about redoing it, but I also don't like just ending a game on a weird note like that. I kind of like to make sure it's over. So yeah. that's just kind of an odd start to the season, but overall it looks like baseball weather is going to be nice this weekend too. So I will be there this weekend. Yeah. I will do this one. There's a, the pitcher that played in the game yesterday against Tennessee tech. He also pitched today. I can't think of his name off the top. But we have a pitcher on our baseball team that is blind in his left eye. I don't know if y'all heard about this story or not. But when this, we have a pitcher on our team. I'm gonna try to find his name. But he's blind in his left eye, and uh, when his he, when he was younger, him and his dad were cutting grass, and the chipper came back and apparently smacked him right in the eye. So he's been like a baseball player his whole life, and uh, played in Tennessee. And I'm gonna try to find his name, but is it is uh, it Xander? It might be Xander Seacrest. Or yeah, he pitched Seacrest? one inning yesterday. I think he allowed the home runs yesterday. Um, I don't know if it's Hollis Fanning or who it was, but yeah, I was hearing the story. I was listening to a fan run radio today, and it was Dan uh, Dan Harrelson talking about how we have a pitcher 
that uh, lost one of his eyes. I think he was the same pitcher that came in today and had like three or four strikeouts in a row and retired three or four people. So I just thought that was a really, really cool story to have a pitcher like that, that, you know, you're seeing like a lot of young true freshmen on the mound and I have a story like that. It kind of just, you know, it takes you out of the, you know, you have so much fun with the baseballs and stuff. And then you think of a kid like that that's living his dream. So it's kind of a cool little thing I thought I'd share. I love that. I had no idea, Brenda. Thank honestly, thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I freaking love that. And I love getting behind players. I love getting behind all our players, but when you hear something like that, it's even cooler. Yeah, so. it's pretty it's pretty dang cool. I was like, it's pretty pretty crazy. Especially when they produce, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a good story just to have, but also when they're out there putting up numbers, that's awesome. You yeah, I mean it, it just grows the legend. Same thing with Zakai. It just it helps boost their brand and gets their name out there and gets our whole fan base around them. And Hendon Hooker. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, he was, he was not doing so hot before he came to Tennessee. I mean, he was hospitalized and everything. So he bounced back. Awesome too. I'd love to hear a good story like that. I think it's, I mean, our fan base as crazy as they are. We love supporting people. And especially like you said, when, when they have a story, that they came from like a rough childhood or they're defying all odds or whatever. And then they're giving their all for the university. God, I mean, there's nothing. We'll buy every merchandise. We'll do whatever, man. I love it. I love a success story. Well, let's see. I, I, like I said, I've been terrible, but I will be, I will take better notes and be better about baseball since I will be there. Um, for the next games, but do you guys have anything else baseball wise? Because I know Brando has some cool stuff to cover, um, non non specific to baseball. Uh, yeah, um, no, just pretty much happy to see them getting getting on the right track, and I hope that uh, they can you know settle down a lot of people that did come into the year doubting them because I think this team knows, and we all know that just by off the looks of it and knowing that the team and our guys, that this is easily a top 10 to 15 team, maybe not like a top 10 team in the country, but they're not, you know, out of the top 25, like some networks have. I'm like, this is still a top team in the country, a top team in the SEC, and they're only getting started. So to get off hot, you know, get those all true freshmen on the mound early, I feel like it's key and just excited to see what we can do. I'll give out something random and just say that we talked about this last show, I guess, um, talked about, I think it was DR Vol when he came on the space. He was asking about uh, what kind of renovations we would like to see, or like what other SEC stadiums are that you like or that are attractive. And I saw a video of Mississippi State, and man, oh, it's beautiful. That thing's incredible. I really thought I was looking at a pro stadium for a minute. And if if we got something like that with the combination of Vitello plus the combination of all of our other sports just doing super well right now. Rocky Top got to be the place you were looking if you are a top baseball prospect with all those things included. Um, will that ever happen? I don't know. We've been disappointed plenty of times before, um, but I, I saw that and I just wanted to make a comment on how incredible their stadium is, is and how much I would love to see us get not even we don't even have to have that. If we get a fraction of that, that would be amazing. And I think that would do wonders for our baseball team and how we sell that to prospective student or prospective players and stuff like that but so i just want to throw that out um just a little tidbit for you that's my my rant for the day i believe um but yeah 
with Vitello at the helm, I, I don't think we can ever count our boys out anymore now. I like it, Alex. Um, I just, I mean, yeah, like build it and they will come. Like they've always said, bring out that freaking checkbook. With oh, yeah. the, they've changed the um, season ticket holder stuff, you have to make a donation now every time. Your donation does not just count one sport to the next. You have to make separate donations. So they should be racking it in to make whatever renovations necessary. Oh, one yeah. thing that I do want to continue what is that damn block party that they started last year? That was so fun. Thanks, yeah. Like I couldn't believe it. One that I got tickets to super regionals and then two that there was this massive block party. I mean, there was like thousands of people there beer tents. I mean, the energy was so sick for baseball. I'm just like, I was totally digging it. So that 100% needs to stay, but only, when they're doing really well or when it's a big game, because I don't want to celebrate mediocrity. So let's, facts, yeah, I agree there. Let's not get too crazy. Yeah. It's too much well. already, you know, in September through December, you know, I don't want to do it March through whatever too. So yeah. Yeah. But, let's, uh, that going. I, I guess it's to touch it up and give uh, be the bearing of good news. Um, it was kind of released that uh, with the baseball stadium, they were going to try to renovate it and build like a bigger stadium, like a whole new half of it. But with licensing and copywriting and stuff, it wasn't able to happen this season. So that's kind of why you saw the whole bleacher thing. But like talking with some spy guys behind the scenes kind of thing. But uh, after this year, they're kind of expecting to kind of raise that up and go from like 5,000 to like a 7,500 kind of level and build out on that side. So I think the stadium renovations is coming. Um, you're arguably the worst, if not the worst, SEC baseball stadium in the in the conference. Like, you know, maybe – maybe in the bottom three or four. So it's a must, especially for a product that you're putting out like this, like a top 25 team. So hopefully they can get it done. Super excited about baseball and they deserve all the, all the renovations and stuff that the money they're getting. So. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm just excited. I'm ready for baseball weather too. I really don't like yeah. in the cold. So hopefully that'll turn around soon and they will continue to do well. Um, so, Brando, do you have any other fun facts you want to share? Okay, yeah, I guess so. Um, Football-wise, as we all know, we lost uh, wide receiver coach Cody Burns to the New Orleans Saints in the National Football League. So, Cody got a little promotion. Uh, you know, we kept talking about on the show about how good it was that the staff was having some continuity and not losing anybody. And sure enough, in uh, the second to last week of February, Cody Burns decides to go to the NFL. So, um, you know, we're looking for a new wide receiver coach. There's been a couple of names thrown out there that, you know, have been shared that we can share. But, you know, overall, I think I want to get y'all's takes on it, what y'all think we should look at in a, in a wide receiver coach. You know, a lot of people say, oh, just go with like what you have in hype and the other coaches find someone that's going to develop the players. But you also have those that say, hey, uh, you know, we have great coaches, but we need elite recruiters. So we need to make sure this guy can come in and recruit well. So I kind of wanted to see what y'all thought we should target and how y'all kind of feel about Cody Burns leaving. Um, so I, I guess for, for me to give like an, a super accurate answer, I would have to know more or less what coach Burns did behind the scenes. Obviously we know he's a wide receivers coach, so he does get credit for the development of not only uh, Velas Jones, but Tillman. I think Tillman was one of our best success stories last year. And I saw, I was watching, I got bored the other day and I watched all of our or a video on YouTube. 
That was every single touchdown we scored last season. I watched that too. And there, <laughs> and there was one. It just gets recommended for me, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. Down uh, bad. But there was a there was one touchdown. It was uh it was against Bowling Green, where uh, flashback to the past. Joe Milton rolls out of the pocket and he he throws one from about uh, R forty five and launches it up into single coverage with Tillman. And Tillman just jumps probably about five, six inches over this boy and just plucks it right over him. And I'm like, man, that's that's the stuff we have to have if we want to be successful. We have to have those those guys that go up and get it. Um, but back to the original thing, um, I, I'm i always for recruiting. Um, I, think, I think that once you get recruits in, um, you can only miss with so many high-level recruits that you're going for. Uh, I think the the gap between actuality and reality for the younger or the smaller stars or lower stars is greater. Um, so I, I always tend to go for recruits because I think if they just get on our team at some point at, in some form or fashion, we can develop them. Um, but again, like I like I said, I'd have to know how much he was on the recruiting scene. But you you can't argue with the production that he had with Tillman and Velas. Um, so I know this is like the, the perfect answer, I guess, but I would love a little bit of both. Um, I know that's probably not, that might not be out there on the market. Um, but also I'll just throw this out. Refreshing to see that NFL teams want our coaches, <laughs> that yeah. somebody else other than us wants our coaches because that means we're doing something right. I don't want to see them leave, but when the contract's there, when the money's there, you have to take that opportunity. So shout out to Coach Burns. Thanks for, thanks for the time that we had you. And good luck the rest of the way. I um, yeah, Alex, I'm kind of with you, but I was just gonna say this. Um, one of our listeners said Burns seemed to do a great job of teaching the wide receivers how to separate. I fully agree with that. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. That was that was huge. That's an excellent comment there. So, um, but here's my take on it, and I know Hypel has only been here a year, so. But I'm going overboard and just say, give him whatever the hell he wants. I mean, honestly, I don't, I trust him to pick the right person. Um, in terms of what I would want, I just, I don't know. I just want someone who does their job. I'm not going to be too picky. And I feel like we've kind of been crazy as a fan base over the past little bit, like worrying so much about this or that or this or that this is the first time in years that I felt like actually settled enough with our head coach to just trust in him to make the right decision. I mean, he's an offensive minded guy. Therefore I think he will pick the right guy for the job. Um, recruiting is always nice, but with all these NIL deals and all that inspire, um, True. I, I really don't see that as a huge factor. Obviously it's some of a factor, but, I don't see it as a massive factor because if we continue to produce and have the offense that Heifel is bringing, wide receivers are going to want to come here regardless. They're going to get the damn ball thrown to them constantly under this offense. So if I was a wide receiver, I'd want to come here. I mean, we broke records last year with Heifel's first year. That's going to continue. I'm fully 100% believer in that. So overall, I'm not really picky. I just trust Hypel to make the right choice. Yeah, pretty much same. I'm uh, really kind of looking forward to it. Any kind of coaching search. 
Oh, he uh, might be gone. <laughs> he might have froze out. Did he just like totally disappear? I I think he did because I'm just seeing a blank face on mine. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll take over. I don't care. <laughs> I have something to say. Okay, um, yeah. Brenda's <laughs> gone for now. I was I was just gonna say you you raise a great point, Lo, that uh with with this next hire, it's it's almost like I, I really haven't worried about it. I haven't stressed about it at all. Uh maybe my attention's other places. Obviously it's in school, but um I do feel comfortable with it. I, I truly do because I think I think Hopple knows what uh what he's working against and um kind of the scenario he's in. And also he knows how his offense works. He knows it's predicated on mismatches and it's on timing um and all that kind of stuff. So he knows how important it is to oh there he goes. <laughs> he's really out now. <laughs> I think I was just texting with him. He did a great job with recovery, but uh his laptop froze mid sentence. So I think he's going to hop back on here in just a second, but uh, go ahead and finish your thought, Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just saying that I think I think Heupel knows, like how, like you were saying, he knows how his offense works. He knows what he needs out of it, and he knows what he needs out of his coaches. So I think I think that he will make the correct hire. And also, we're not, we're not tied up in Pruitt stuff anymore. We're not tied up, and uh, our pocketbooks aren't there. So – the the offer to to take Burns to the NFL might not have been large, but it was obviously larger than what we have. But now I think we have the opportunity to make some bigger contracts and we can get maybe not the splashiest hire, but we can get somebody solid that I know who will work with Hypel, will work with the rest of the coaching staff and just keep keep our offensive production up. So that's really all that matters. One hundred percent. I um I don't know. I just went on a whole rant and now that Brenda's gone, I thought <laughs> God, uh, I think he'll be back soon, but um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other topics until he comes back, but I don't want to stray too far away. <laughs> I don't either, because he had he had good stuff to say. I mean, I he, he really had some stuff to, to add that we was excited about. Oh, he can't. I don't think he can join back into our live. Well. like So we might have to unfortunately cut it short. Um, hey, I mean, we we went an hour. We we talked some good stuff. We brought up some good points, and yep. Well, I I don't really I don't think I know how to end this because he was like the head person, so I don't know. Odd scenario, but I guess we we'll just have to close out. And um, apologies for the technical difficulties, but I feel like we've had a good show, and um, this weekend baseball basketball so make sure that you guys are tuning in and sporting the balls i'll say uh i'll say one thing before we go that um we had the poll with twitter space versus the live video show um it was honestly just about dead even um so i just want to say just stay on your toes we'll announce where our show is going to be and what platform it'll be on we we do want to interchange between this video and the uh, the Twitter spaces because we do get a lot more fan interaction that way and we can open up the uh, the mic to people. So just stay on your toes. Um, and honestly, we do kind of random times now. We will throw it on a random day of the week. Uh, we might wait a week. We might wait two weeks or something. But like you said earlier, low, keep your uh, Twitter notifications on. We'll tweet about when our show is, what platform, and those giveaways. Got to stay tuned in on those giveaways. Absolutely. That's a great point, Alex. Um I don't want it to seem like we aren't 
planning, but it kind of seems like our group is really excited and kind of more like fly by the, by the seat of our pants type. Um, so with that, we'll come, well, of course, we'll do regular videos and, and sit down like this and Drew will be back with us, but, um, and Brando, and Brando, <laughs> and Brando. <laughs> random random uh, technical difficulty but of course like we'll do these but we love doing the spaces too just because we get to hear from you guys and it keeps us on our toes and so if like you guys are listening to our spaces please do not hesitate to jump in because honestly it's so much fun when people get on there and <laughs> give absolutely us we get some characters on there it's it's fun to just hear somebody open their mic and just start dogging through it or <laughs> talk about how he looks like a thumb or we had uh <laughs> we had dr on there last week and he he called uh i gotta say this i'm sorry he called some kentucky fans some pseudofed sluts and i will not forget that <laughs> i'm so sorry but i had to just bring that back up that was funny god that is funny yeah so <laughs> we love it it's we're more of like a well-rounded thing now so we love these lot these but we also love the spaces so just stay tuned um this all started with football so we we were definitely more regular with football and then just kind of continued to carry over so like we said just stay tuned but um i think that's it fine by me oh <laughs> welcome back i just got hacked by russia or some shit I know. Well, our uh, background changed, so you really did. Oh my gosh! Uh, um, hey, you just you just hit a buzzer beater too, because low is low is about five and a half seconds. Away I, from really? I was about to close this out for real. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Fucking. I guess we're all just good. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me get this. One, let me get this one sentence in. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Pretty much. I guess all I was gonna say is like Cody Burns did control a little bit on the field uh, with the wide receivers and stuff. Like he did have control of the wide receivers, like mostly it's high and goalish. So it's like not that big of a loss. I think development wise, it can be a loss, but recruiting wise, we can like definitely upgrade in my opinion. Uh, there's like a couple names out there that we could go after. If y'all wanted to hear him, I know that they uh, have said they're probably going to be in contact with is uh, let's see. Fuck. <laughs> I have it on my phone now. So, okay. We got uh, Grant Hurd, who is the current uh, wide receiver coach and co-offensive coordinator up there at IU right now. He was at Ole Miss back when, I think, Elijah Moore, uh, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Ben Jefferson, guys like that under the one or two years he was there under Hugh Freeze. So, that would be a good name to go after. Really, really good guy recruiting-wise in Mississippi. Uh, the second one is the former Texas wide receiver coach, Anthony Tucker. Another uh, probably going to be in contact with him. Uh, recruited Xavier Worley. He was part of, uh, I think, Tom Herman's staff. And then Sarkeesian came in. So he didn't get really added after the first year. So another really big name, really good recruiter in Texas. Um, obviously, Billy, Billy Gonzalez. He was at Florida with Dan Mullen. Didn't retain under Napier. So... A lot of these guys have connections with Hypo in them and former staffs at Illinois or Florida down at UCF and stuff like that. So I think we lean towards recruiting just because I feel like this offense, you kind of play and fix yourself. Like the offense is, it does itself. Receivers play in space. It's kind of how it's designed. Um, I feel like any wide receiver coach 
would want to come in here and kind of join this crew because now you have T. Martin and Cody Burns that have both gone to the NFL and got NFL jobs. So really good marketable job. And I feel like I'm kind of excited as a, a coach search, searching junkie, as I was saying before I got really interrupted. I kind of enjoy the uh, enjoy the coach searches. So really excited to see who we get. Really uh, key on seeing how they could recruit in the staff and hopefully get some good guys here. But I guess to wrap it up after that fucking mess, holy shit, that was awesome. Um, also, Brando, like, damn, you had such a good spiel going, and then you come back on, and it looks like we're supporting the fucking Eagles. Um, why is it purple? I don't even know what's no, happening. I, I, think pressed, I pressed Hard Knocks UT banner. It doesn't work. I, I just I don't know. <laughs> well, honestly, I mean, your content is great, and that does not change. So... Uh, we tried. We tried. We are not supporting purple and white. We are orange and white. Not sure what happened there, but sometimes shit happens. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Uh, yeah, I just want to close it out with some uh, transfer portal news. The Vols are still in on the uh, linebacker from Louisiana, Lorenzo McCaskill. Really, really good linebacker there. He had 230 tackles, four sacks, four, uh, forced fumble re recovery. Um, they're also in on MTSU, Quinson Riley, a, a safety. We all know we need safeties. He had 47 tackles, a sack, seven picks, 13 pat downs during his last two seasons at MTSU. Uh, really, really high up and coming DB in the portal. And then finally, UCLA, Mitchell Adu. He's the edge rusher from UCLA. Uh, he had two seasons at UCLA, 78 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, six sacks. So, Really, really good talent. A lot of schools are after these guys. A lot of SEC schools and, like, how caliber guys. I know the UCLA guys, like Miami and Tennessee. I think McCaskill's, like, USC and Tennessee. And I think Riley's just getting started. But uh, outside of the Louisiana guy, those other two guys are guys that are, like, ranked as, like, third-round picks right now on draft boards going into next year. So if you can get guys like that and, like, two or three guys, like, you can completely flip that defense and – I would want to be scared if I'm another SEC team that can see a Tennessee offense with a returning Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman playing against a defense that has valuable drafted talent. So just kind of good closing recruiting note to close out on. I don't know what the fuck happened, but. <laughs> hey, recovery for the ages. Oh, yeah. Closing strong. <laughs> well, um, this is my second time closing out, but this time I think it is finalized. So. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this episode will be uploaded to Spotify and Apple podcast or whatever that's called. You can also listen to the playback on our Vols ATB Twitter page. And we have baseball this weekend, basketball this weekend. So without further ado, again, go Vols. Go Vols. Good night and go Vols, baby. Yeah, see you all Wednesday <laughs> next week. Peace.